proper punctuation. Commas. The listing comma, the joining comma, the gapping comma, the bracketing commas. Colons and semicolons. Salutations, valedictions. This is the stuff of yesteryear. And the newer generations, frankly, my dear, couldn't give a damn. When baby boomers and Generation Xers send emails, they're chock full of formalities. They were born between 1946 and 1980, and they grew up without gadgets that would otherwise shorten the way that they communicated. On the phone, they still dare to start conversations with niceties of sorts. Oh, yeah? A wise guy, eh? They do things differently than the younger generations. And I've been wondering, is that a problem? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, we're still talking about generations and the way that they communicate. Last week, Danny Schumann offered up his perspective as someone in an older generation who has to work with Gen Y and Gen Zers. This week, we're going to flip it around. We'll hear from two millennials, word genius Amanda Arendt, and a guy we'll call Steve, who tore into me for offending an entire generation with my words. Every generation has their own language. So, you know, how, how your grandparents speak uh, as opposed to how your children speak is going to be vastly different. But there are some common things. And I feel like if you are a business owner and you don't exactly know uh, what people are talking about, uh, the Google is your friend, especially with social media, all of the things that you see, like memes weren't a thing 10 years ago. Um, and now they are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so, you know, if you see something and you don't understand, like with the, the, virality of social media, like you might see something one day and then you see it everywhere. Uh, like TikTok wasn't a thing <laughs> um, two years ago. But, you know, now if you say TikTok, like somebody knows what it is. It's just a matter of, of you know, if you have the time to do the research. I- I'm not above using uh, Google to figure out what people are talking about. Can you define the way that you prefer to communicate? Like, I don't want to say like, Amanda, you write like a millennial, but how do you feel you write or how do you feel you communicate? The way that I write is the way is what I like to read. Anything that was just like kind of witty and funny. One of the major criticisms that I get of the way that I speak and the way that I write is that I say like all the time. Everything is like, like, like. Like, you know, I I don't know that I would really have it any other way uh, because to me, like, it's not authentic. Otherwise, if somebody doesn't um, appreciate uh, my style of writing, my style of speaking, then maybe we're just not a good fit. And that's okay too. But if you're willing to sort of go along with the flow and willing to learn and, and, um, have like open conversation, mm. then you're fine. If you are somebody who's sort of set in your ways, you might have a really hard time. You mean like we all should stay woke is what you <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, please stay woke. 
Even though we know that the language landscape is changing all the time, it was surprising to me that Amanda continues to seek out Lord Google's help. Perhaps social media has made it so easy to proliferate new ideas and phrases so much that no one can keep up, not even word nerd Amanda. I was equally surprised when I posted a Facebook request to a huge group I'm in earlier this month to find guests for this very episode, and I got a scathing response. Here's what I posted. Listen to it, and let me know if this sounds harsh. I host the Why Are We Shouting podcast, a show for entrepreneurs that highlights small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. I'm taping an episode soon on what it's like for baby boomers and Gen Xers who do business with millennials. I continued. Millennials say things like, we're so woke, and it's lit, and that's so fire. It's all out of boomers and Gen X's wheelhouses. I'll also be doing a follow-up episode from the millennials' perspective, and I'd love to hear the flip side if you are a millennial. Would you be interested in sharing a few minutes of your time with me? I thought it was a pretty straightforward ask. I thought nothing of it, honestly. That was my mistake. Steve replied to me almost immediately. He wrote, You need to expand your statement. This isn't exclusively a millennials topic. It's a Gen Z topic with some millennials. Millennials are in their mid-20s to late 30s, and this is not only a regional talking point, All of the examples you used are prominent in New York and other large cities, but not languages used across the country. You're pigeonholing a group of people by your narrative, and it comes off very condescending. You're adding to infantilism of millennials in making it sound like we can't be professional in business. I appreciate your interest in the topic, but based on this synopsis alone, your podcast seems terribly pandered and insulting to anyone who isn't your ideal listener. I replied, and just so you know, this was a public forum of 8,000 members. I wrote, I really appreciate your feedback. Thanks for taking the time to share. I'm sorry I wasn't clearer. My post mentions two episodes, the first of which is an episode from the perspective of Gen X and boomers on millennials, and the second is the reverse, because I want all sides. I'm not sure I understand the pigeonholing part. Millennial vernacular is well-known and well-loved, and other generations often don't get it. I wrote, I did not know till you pointed it out that this is large city-specific. I'm equally unclear on how any of the above is infantilizing. I never said, and I do not think, that any generation can't be professional in business. I then asked him to come on this episode and share his thoughts. He continued, The youngest, absolute youngest millennials are 24 to 25. The oldest are 36 to 38. You're mistaking Gen Z vernacular for millennial. There are not people pushing 40 using those phrases unless they live in a big city like New York. The idea of, quote, it's out of their wheelhouse, quote, solely in regards to the language people use is pointing out the difference in age. And considering that millennials are constantly regarded as significantly younger than we are, or mistaken for Gen Z as you have done, is what I'm talking about in regards to infantilism. No one in this age bracket is speaking like that in constant conversation. 
I'm not interested in speaking on your podcast. I don't see anyone else from the millennial bracket wanting to as well. It's going to be an entire podcast of millennials defending themselves against what you and boomers will have to say in regards to our generation. And most of it is wrong. Again, I asked him to come on to this podcast. He declined. Turns out what I was looking for came wrapped up in a very different package than I'd thought it would. Steve was truly offended by my post. I'd made assumptions about certain generations' way of talking, and he was right to correct me. By the way, I also had no clue that there were regional differences involved. He wanted to make clear that under no uncertain terms were adults under 40 unprofessional in the way they talk. The interesting part about that, though, is exactly what I was hoping not to find. Steve attacked me publicly in a group of over 8,000 people using words like infantilizing and condescending when that was his inference of the terminology I listed. He began at a place of assumption that it's lit and so fire are negatives and not the way to speak in a professional setting. Whoever said that that was the case? He shied away from phrases that are quite popular at the moment, and if he perceives them to be negatives, that's his bag. Steve got defensive about being labeled. Well, don't we all? Yeah, sure. But by pointing out certain truths, that certain groups of people speak differently than one another, it makes individuals like Steve feel misheard and misunderstood. They suddenly become outliers if they don't view the language in question as positive, useful, or correct. Here I was posting about trying to understand how generations can communicate with one another if their languages are at all different. And what I found was that generations can communicate with one another, but will they accept generational differences as the way of the world? As how language evolves? As a good thing? Maybe not. I want to know what you think. Instead of highlighting the error of my ways on Facebook, let's do it on this podcast. Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or leave me a voicemail at jillsalzman.com slash podcast and let me know what you think. And now, a word from our sponsors. The world is changing and that's exactly when the best companies get started. Zen Business wants to help you leverage your skills and creativity to do what you love. Zen Business provides everything you need to get your new business off the ground all in one place. They're your one-stop shop for a variety of fast and simple business formation services, including your business filing and other state-required services like a registered agent, employer ID number, and ongoing compliance services. They also provide a personalized platform with everything you need to run and grow your business, from creating a professional website to processing invoices and payments. And it's all at an unbeatable price. If you have an idea and you think the time is now, then they'll help you change your world. Learn how to quickly and easily get your company started and turned into a success at zenbusiness.com. That's Z-E-N-Business.com. You don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast to record a question that I can answer in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave me a review. 
It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.